goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP seasons. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Oh, in the end zone! <laughs> Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! Back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. Alright, what's going on everybody? How's everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to the Triple Option Podcast. We have the Thanksgiving and Black Friday edition today. It's a duo one today as well. What's up, Dom? How we doing? What's up, Matt? How we doing? Good. So no Tom today. We have three Thanksgiving games as always uh, with your typical Lions game in the 1230 slot. And then we got the Cowboys, Commanders, Niners, Seahawks. Good Sunday night game. And then we're going to talk about Dolphin Jets. First time ever we have a Black Friday game. So like on the just like on the surface value, Dom, what's your f- game you're looking forward to most? I, I assume it's not the Black Friday game. So like what, what game tomorrow? I mean, I do love that all four of these games are division games. So it's like at least somewhat mm-hmm. interesting. Like there's a little bit of a rivalry everywhere. Because I remember last year, Thanksgiving, um, the night game, it was like Vikings Patriots. Like no one really cares about that in like the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah, no rivalries, nothing. So I do like that. Um, the game I'm looking forward to the most, I kind of all the spreads are so high that I don't think any game is going to be too close. But the one game that I think just has the biggest impact is the 49ers and the Seahawks, just because the Seahawks upcoming schedule is very hard. And if they fall on this first step, they could just keep humbling and their season can get, can get out of control really quick. Yeah. Like going from losing to LA, which they needed to win. Cause then they got San Fran, Dallas, San Fran again. That's a tough trio. Yeah. And then the and- Eagles are the fourth game after that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so yeah, that's no, a no. tough four-game stretch for them. That's brutal. And Gino's going to be banged up. I know DK just went on the injury report today as well, or last night. Did you guys – well, I, I know you wanted to bring it up. Did you guys talk about Matt Canada yesterday? Uh, I mean, we didn't get fully into it. We we briefly talked about it, but you're the expert here. Uh, our main takeaway was, is their offense really going to change because Kenny Pickett is still the quarterback? Are we expecting a big change in the offense, or do we think that the play calling will just be slightly different now? So, like, everything I've gotten out of it, it's, like, it really is not going to change it too much because I feel like when you end up changing your offensive coordinator, the plays are still going to stay the same. It's still going to be the same playbook. They're not going to be designing new plays, and that would just kind of get too confusing this far into the season. That's why we don't really see a lot of offensive coordinators fired at this point in the year, especially for teams that are trying to make the playoffs. So... I don't think it's gonna change too much, but what I've been reading, it's obviously I think it's uh, it's Mike Sullivan. I'm I might be butchering it. Um, and then so he's the quarterbacks coach. He's gonna be taking over the play calling, but it looks like Faulkner, um, Eddie Faulkner, is the new offensive coordinator as a whole. He's the running backs coordinator, or yeah, the running backs coach. So it's gonna be like a little bit of a duo calling plays, and I think like the only thing that could change really is like the game tempo, the game like designs. Like, are we gonna see more? passes on first down are we gonna see just more Jalen uh Warren in general like just like little things like that where it's like the coach can obviously have more of like an insight and decision making on what plays are called when not like the design plays themselves because the same screen passes are going to be there the same out five yard out routes where we're not going to see Kenny Pickett even look to the middle of the field those plays are still going to be there but it's like when they're going to be called um and maybe maybe Kenny Pickett will actually adjust differently so uh this is definitely going to be huge for Kenny Pickett towards the end of the season because that was always the big excuse for him that he always had that safety blanket like 
like whenever he struggled, oh, it's Matt Canada. Whenever the Steelers offense struggled, oh, it's Matt Canada. Now there's no more Matt Canada. Um, obviously, we'll see if like Mike Sullivan or Eddie Faulkner are really going to make a difference. I, I assume they're probably still going to look for an off- a new offensive coordinator in the offseason. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean... I don't really think it's going to change too much. I don't think Kenny Pickett's a great quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Um, This preseason really just was an outlier of what we've seen in the last two years from him. I guess, like, do you think... I guess, like, really the goal for the Steelers is, like, can Kenny Pickett score more than 20 points a game for this offense? Because this defense is so good, and it can really hold their opponents. Like, we just saw... I mean, it was against Doran Thompson-Robinson, but the Steelers only held the Browns to 13 points. And it's just like week in and week out, the defense keeps them in the games, possibly wins them games. But will, like, Kenny Pickett in the offense be able to even score north of 20 points? And will it be any different? I think we'll have to wait and say. Yeah, and you brought up how he doesn't throw in the middle of the field. Do you think over, under, one and a half completions in between the hashes this week for Kenny Pickett? Dude, it's a sham. Um <laughs> Like, because he's good middle of the field targets. Like, Pickens gets, like, open in the middle of the field. And, like, Deontay obviously is more of, like, an outside guy, but he can really, like, use his speed and his elusiveness to really get upfield. And, like, Frymuth is obviously a good safety blanket. I just hope we see more balanced, like, less runs on first down, less run-run pass, like, overall downs, unless the run game is really flowing. Obviously, you want to set up the play action. Let's see maybe Jalen Warren get 25 carries a week. Like, I'm not opposed to that. Like, like, let him run the ball. I don't know. It's kind of inexcusable that he breaks off that long touchdown run to start off the second half last week, and then they gave him one carry for the rest of the game. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Unless he, like, said something to Tomlin on the sideline and he got benched for a reason, why is that even, like, the decision? Like, he was running the ball so much better than Najee was. So, hopefully we see more Warren. I like Najee. There's a good balance between the two. You just got to find that balance. We saw it against Green Bay. Um, We saw it uh, the week prior. Or we saw it against, like, Los Angeles as well. Um, so we'll see how they can kind of adjust to that. But I don't know. They're going to be home. No, they're at uh, Cincy. They're at Cincy this week. Yeah. So um, obviously, Cincy's defense, not elite. Um, we'll talk about that preview uh, next. And yeah, um, I guess we'll see because that I don't know. I'm actually excited to see uh, Browning in that offense and Cincy if it's going to even do anything against Pittsburgh because obviously they have the skill weapons. Mm, yeah. So it's just a lot of questions and we'll just have to see. uh what actually comes from this firing. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing you wanted to talk about before we uh, hop into the preview slate? Uh, I was going to ask you about two and the Dolphins, but I guess we could save that for that game if you wanted to. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, actually, it was pretty good. Like, uh, Tua made a lot of risky throws. Like, He had, I think, one interception. Mm-hmm. Felt like it could have been three. He had the fumble in the early part of the game. Um, Such a bad call. Awful call. Was it like it was? he was clearly down on like TV? I mean, I personally thought he was down, and I'm just not biased or anything, but, like, I thought yeah. he was down. <laughs> no, I could see that. Um, Dude, it's crazy. Like, if there was a year that a non-quarterback wins the award, Tyreek Hill, man. Because I swear to God, Tua just throws the ball before Hill even makes a, like, step. He's not even looking at Tua. The play is not even fully developed. It's not even 50% developed. He just throws it, and Hill gets to his spots. He's faster than everybody on the field, and he's just clearly the best, like, just overall skill player on that field on both sides of the ball. So, like, I don't know, man. Watching Tyreek Hill in person was pretty cool to watch. Also, another thing, I have Devonta Adams in fantasy, so I was always kind of keeping an eye on him. And obviously, there was, like, so many reports this year that he's unhappy with Vegas. Bro, his body language is so bad. Every time <laughs> Aiden O'Connell made a poor throw or it was even incomplete to Devontae Adams or he was sacked or it was a three-yard run or even if it was a 12-yard gain to, like, Michael Mayer, he just looks upset. He just, like, walks off to the sideline on, like, a third down, like, piss. I don't know, man. Devontae Adams definitely is just not happy there, um, even though he did and, catch a touchdown. 
and this was probably a conversation that we now had maybe it was probably a lot longer ago than I think, but we were talking about how bad Aiden O'Connell really is, and you were kind of defending him. So after seeing him in person, do you think like he really is better than uh, we think, or was I kind of more right in the fact that he's definitely more towards the bottom than we were giving him credit to? I mean, you're probably right. He's more towards the bottom. I actually think he made some solid throws. Uh, there was a throw. I forget who number 11 is on the Raiders. Um Kobe Myers, know, Hunter Renfro. No, no, it's 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 got to be their fourth string receiver. Then he made this like O'Connell like uh, extended the play, made a dime. It was like a third and long or second and long, and it was on. A, it wasn't like an easy toe tap, but like any like I feel like solid receiver would have made it. And his foot was like half out of bounds. And I don't know. I feel like Aiden O'Connell made some good throws, but starting quarterback in this league probably not. I mean, that's not what he was drafted to be. He's kind of just thrown into the fire this season. Uh I think that I think their O line is just not very good either. Like Jacobs couldn't get a lot on the ground. Obviously, there was a lot of pressure from like Jalen Phillips, um, and just kind of that Dolphins front seven. But Jalen Ramsey made one of the sickest interceptions I've ever seen. Wait, was it? Yeah, no, it was Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he, he had two. He had a pick, yeah. Uh, he had yeah. I think he had two. Think he, he had, had one. He had the, two. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the diving one was so cool. <laughs> like he just like like completely like that's just a freak athlete. I'm like I don't even think I would even come close to making that ball, and he just dives and like completely cuts off the receiver making the route. It was sick. Um, but Hard Rock Field or Hard Rock Stadium, cool stadium. I like how there's no really like dude. I was like really nervous. I was gonna be sweating the whole game and. A lot of shade, which is nice, but it was funny because I saw on Twitter that the only and like I noticed it during the game, the only non-shaded part was the Raiders sideline, and everyone's yep. like, "It's rigged, <laughs> it's rigged." You know, it, I mean, they they literally built it that way. Like, Do they can when they play that? when they play in September and it's like a hundred degrees, and you you even noticed that the game, the Dolphins wear white at home, so the opposing team has to wear the darker color and just sit in the sun and just cook all game. So they def- that's one hundred percent on purpose. Dude, that's genius. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was cool though. Uh, their their traffic though was really bad. Um, yeah, but it's not even in like downtown Miami. It's like twenty minutes outside it. But it was cool stadium nonetheless. Um, and uh, yeah, I liked that a lot. So we'll hop into the Thursday slate here. Uh, like always, we got the Detroit Lions first game. First time in a while where I'm actually excited about a Lions twelve o'clock yes. game on Thanksgiving, <laughs> where we actually have a good team. Packers. We thought they were dead. Um, still alive. They they beat the Chargers last week. And uh, good division matchup here. We'll see if Jordan Love can have two straight solid weeks. This Lions team has been rolling. Kind of a trap game against their division rival last week in the Bears. They almost lost. They came back towards the end. And they are 7.5 point favorites. I feel like it's pretty easy to take the Lions here in this game as like just an overwhelming favorite. I think I do like the Lions to win, Packers to cover. Um, I think the Packers, they're not good. But I think they're just like... Probably, in, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get two good Jordan Love weeks. I like the receiving targets, though. Like Reed, Dobbs, Watson, Wicks, and then we'll see um, how Dylan looks as the full uh, bell cow. But uh, what do you think about the this game tomorrow? Yeah, I think you mentioned it uh, right when you started. This is the first time in a while we're excited to see the Lions on Thanksgiving. Their last Thanksgiving win was in 2016. <laughs> they lost wow, to that's crazy. they lost to the Vikings in 2017, the Bears in 18, 19, the Texans in 20, the Bears again in 21, and then last year they lost to Buffalo, which that game was actually kind of exciting, but I don't mm-hmm. think, I'm pretty sure going into the game it wasn't supposed to be exciting. Um, so yeah, the Lions have not won in a long time on Thanksgiving, but they are 4-0 in their last four games against the Packers. Like, it just seems like they kind of own this rivalry. If you remember, I don't know if it was week three or four, but they played... Um, it was that Thursday night game? Yeah, they played in Lambeau. David Montgomery, first game back from injury, has like 30 carries, scores three touchdowns. Um, 
or this was maybe right before his injury, but mm-hmm. no, no, I think he missed one week and came back. He had three touchdowns in this game. Um, so yeah, I do think the Lions will win. So with all four of these games being high spreads and probably won't be close games, I'm going to try to do something to somewhat make them a little more interesting. So I mentioned that David Montgomery scored three touchdowns in the last game against Green Bay. He is minus 145 to score a touchdown in this game. So I think that's like something you could root for. Um, just because I think the Lions win this game and I don't think it'll really be in too much doubt. So I'm gonna I'm gonna construct a parlay as I go through this these four games, just to somewhat make it more interesting, because I do I do think we might be in for a little bit of a letdown with the games overall. So David Montgomery touchdown, something to keep an eye on this week. Are you going uh for any time touchdowns or they're all like specific player props? All specific player props that I found to make them more interesting. But the first one is uh Montgomery touchdown. I like it. We'll have to ride it and see if it hits. Um, so we both got Lions here. Cowboys, Commanders. I think, I feel like, did we get Commanders, like, I feel like once in the last couple of years? So like, we did. So in 2020, Washington won 41-16 to on Thanksgiving. Can you guess what that quarterback match was? I was going to say, who was the quarterback for this game? Was it Heineke? For bo- I, want, I want both teams. Oh, well, okay. Okay, I think that makes it a little easier. Is it? Okay, I have two guesses for the Cowboys. I don't know if my years are off. And I'm going to say Heineke. I don't think, I don't know if Alex Smith was like this was him, like on his last um Cooper Rush or Kellen Moore for the Cowboys. I Neither? N- neither. Holy shit. Who was the Cowboys quarterback? Was it a veteran? Yes. When I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, he played for the Cowboys. Like, you're going to be like, oh, how did I forget that? Did Andy Dalton play for them? Yes, he did. Oh my he god! Andy Dalton started for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in 2020. And who was the who was the I guess football team quarterback at the time? Alex Smith. He led the 41 to 16 victory. Holy shit! What a win! Oh my god, um, dude, this Cowboys team. I I think who is their general manager? It's not Jerry. Is it? It his is. Son? I, I think it technically is Jerry Jones. Well, whoever makes the drafting is. decisions, this Cowboys team good at drafting, man. I feel like every year they have a couple good like. Uh, like mid-round picks, and this Cowboys defense, man, it's really good. C.D. Lamb, obviously emerging to being a top receiver this year. We kind of all knew that coming in. Uh, they're on a roll. 12.5-point favorites. It's really hard to beat the Commanders, who I enjoy somewhat watching. I mean, it's not super entertaining, but at least Howell's going to, like, chuck the ball a little bit, and they're not going to just have, like, a quarterback that goes, like, 9 for 16 for a 10. I mean, like, the Kenny Pickett special. So at least Howell's going to chuck it a little bit. Uh, 18 touchdowns and 12 interceptions on the year. I think – I actually – think this could be decently high scoring um even though the cowboys do have a good defense but could be just commanders with garbage time i mean i guess give me the cowboys i feel like the tough question is like do you think the commanders cover mm-hmm. yeah you know what i'm gonna pick the commanders to cover why not yeah so that's good for you for picking the commanders because in the last 12 thanksgiving games the cowboys are one and 11 against the spread oh so wow and they're one in three overall in their last four Thanksgiving games. The one God, win man. actually was last year. So they came into the game last year on a three game losing streak, finally won. Um, another thing that I've known, I haven't heard anyone really mention yet Sam Howell is one and oh against the Cowboys in his career. He started week 18 last season. He won 26 to six. And I did check the player stats. Dak played, Pollard played, Zeke played. Like the Cowboys had a full team that day. Yeah, because they had a chance to win the division, right? Won. Yeah, like Washington just beat them at home. Like they just simply were the better team that day. So Sam Howell has, I mean, he has experience against the Cowboys, but going to Dallas on Thanksgiving, I do not think he's going to get this win. But I will agree with you that the commanders keep this game within 12, but I think it's going to be like a late fourth quarter back 
uh, backdoor cover. I don't think this game's never really going to be in doubt. This final score might be close, but I don't think the game will ever be close. Yeah, I agree. So what's your uh, what's your like for the uh, parlay here? So Logan Thomas has in his last three games against the Cowboys, he's been under 20 yards in all three games. His line for the game is 38 and a half. Now I will oh. say this season he has hit that four out of the past five games, so he has gone over that number. But in this specific matchup, he seems to struggle. So I'm gonna take Logan Thomas under 38 and a half receiving yards for this leg. Dude, I like Logan Thomas. I feel like he's consistent. I feel bad his like career got cut short, or not cut short, but he had a lot of concussion issues. And I forget, did he go to Virginia he went Tech? To Virginia Tech. He was as a quarterback. A quarterback. Yes, dude. I remember that, and I remember like me being like, I how, what year was he drafted? Um, probably like he was probably like 20, 10 years ago. 2014, yeah. So we were in like early high school. I remember just like following people on Twitter, and they were like raving about him as like a sixth round sleeper quarterback. I don't even know if he got drafted, but then the, he obviously like it wasn't well, supposed to. He was oh no, he was drafted the, in the fourth round by yeah, the Lions, right? Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Then he went to the Lions, I think, after. Dude, as a quarterback, yeah, yeah, wow. Um, and yeah, he's really kind of like changed his career around as a tight end, which is pretty dope. Um, yeah, he spent time in Buffalo and then Detroit for a year. Now the last four in Washington, where he's been pretty consistent. Um, so I like that. Uh, I'm pro Logan Thomas, so it will be tough to root against them for this parlay. But yeah, another good. Uh, I think it will be a solid division matchup. I do think the Commanders will at least make it somewhat interesting. Um, but this Cowboys team is good, man. Uh, so last game of Thursday, we got the Seahawks going, um, staying in Seattle. 49ers coming in, 49ers coming off a big win against the Buccaneers, Seattle coming off a I guess somewhat disappointing loss, even though it was pretty much a pick I'm against the Rams, um, in which Jason Myers missed the field goal, um, yes. and Geno Smith got hurt at the end of the game. Uh, it looks like he's going to play, but it's still up in the air at the moment. The spread is seven right now, which is kind of large for at least a division game where the and like, Seahawks are six and four, and they're seven-point underdogs at home. I mean, this Niners team is coming off such a great win. It's really tough. You know what, though? I don't know. I'm kind of, like it sucks with the Geno injury because I could really talk myself into Seahawks winning this game outright. Um, I mean, I can give you some stats to talk you back into the 49ers if you want, <laughs> dude. I well, I feel like okay. I feel like Brock Purdy this year has had. I don't know if this is even going to be a trend. As I looked it up, I feel like he's had like four really good games. Like hmm, well, his last two see... games have been great since they've gotten no. Debo and Trent Williams back. The last two games have been phenomenal. He, yeah, they've just been on streaks basically this season. Like they won five and then they lost three, then one two. Because I'm like, oh, does he have a like a really good game like he did last week? And then kind of shit the bed the next week. But now it's been like pretty consistent outright this season, dude. I give me the stats. <laughs> give a point. Right, so I'm taking the Seahawks. San Fran is three and zero in their last three against Seattle. So they just recently, and that includes the playoff mm -hmm. game last year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the 49ers, they obviously that those three games they were missing Trent Williams. Debo was also banged up. Since both of those guys came back two weeks ago, they've scored 27 points against the Bucks, 34 points against the Jags. Brock Purdy's thrown for 300 yards both games and three touchdowns both games. So their offense, when they're healthy, are just fully able to take over the game. And when we were previewing last week, I said Seattle's defense was kind of underwhelming. They actually did have a good game last week against the Rams. I think they held them to close to 280 yards. Like, they did pretty good. But this San Fran offense is different. And I think there's a chance the 49ers, especially if Geno is out, Kenneth Walker's out. If you have to have Drew Locke play a full game against this defense, there's a chance that San Fran controls the time of possession like an insane amount and just runs up the score. So I think that San Fran wins this game, and I think they win it pretty easy in my opinion. 
Yeah, it's tough. Um, I man, I kind of like the Seahawks to win a close one. Like it's a good Sunday night game. I feel like this. I want to say the Sunday night ones are like somewhat competitive because usually it's obviously like. I feel like it's. I don't know if it's rarely like a division matchup, but um, I'm trying to think if I want to take the Seahawks here. And I love how they call it Sunday night football, like on Thursday. I know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, it's the same broadcast and everything. They just like add on Thursday at the end to like trick us. Yeah. Um, I'll play it safe and I'll go with the, the 49ers as well, um, to win this game. I know it kind of just a chalk pick, but you know what? They are clearly the better team. They're coming off a huge win, um, or a huge offensive performance against the Buccaneers. And I think they'll go to Seattle and win. I do think Seattle covers this game though. So I actually do like maybe all the underdogs here to cover their spreads. Uh, so what would be the third leg of this parlay? So we already got Montgomery anytime and we got Logan Thomas under receiving yards. So Debo Samuel, four of his last five games against the Seahawks, he has over 100 receiving yards. The one game he did not, he had 44 yards. His over-under line is 45 and a half. So I know... Oh, like, I love the over. I know he has not been the same Debo this year as he was the past two or three years. But when he gets over 100 yards four out of five games, and you're telling me his line is 45 and a half, like that seems so easy to me. And now that he's fully healthy, and I do think that... San Fran will control the time of possession. I think this is I think this is almost free. As I say this, he's probably gonna get like ten yards. But I think Debo over forty five and a half receiving yards. If you want his uh rushing and receiving total is sixty one and a half. So that one game where he didn't hit his receiving, he did have eighty seven yards that game because he had fifty on the ground. So no matter what, when Debo plays Seattle, he just gets an insane amount of yards. So I personally like the receiving forty five and a half over. I like that as well, um, and I can see Debo having a big game for sure. I do wonder. I don't know if it's supposed to rain in this game. Um, Seattle. I, I checked. I did check earlier because I wanted to see. It looks like it should be fine. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so I think that will be probably the closest game out of the three. Um, and then we got first ever Black Friday game. Obviously, preseason. This looked like a very entertaining game because both teams could yep. be around the same record, fighting for a playoff spot. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. So this game looks a lot less appealing. The Jets finally bent Jack Wilson, man. Poor Jets fans, because like, man, now he's the third stringer, and the Jets really didn't make any type of move for a quarterback at the deadline. Knowing this, we're going to see Tim Boyle here in primetime 3 o'clock action. I know you said his college stats earlier this week. I think he's a buddy of Aaron Rodgers, um, and his college stats were not great at UConn, and I think that's it, where he went to U- Eastern, school? Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky as well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, I think Trevor Simeon is on the backup. Um, So I guess we'll see anything out of Tim Boyle. I mean, I think it's like the Jets can win this game. Obviously, they're not going to be favorited to do so. Um, It would really have to be an ugly game at uh, MetLife. The Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites. The over-under is 40 and a half, where all 40 and a half of those points could come from the Dolphins. I think this game could be where Dolphins win by 35 or the Jets maybe sneak out a game-winning field goal. Like the Dolphins maybe have a trap game, letdown game in them. So we'll see. I'm excited to watch Tyreek versus Sauce. And, I mean, dude, chalk again. I'm going to take the Dolphins here. I don't think Jets cover, though. Yeah. Wait, you do or don't think they cover? I don't. I don't. I think this is the one time where I don't think the underdog will cover. So since 2016, so obviously this predates Tua, the Dolphins are 11-3 and against the Jets. With All three of their losses have come on the road. So, like, if there is a time to lose, this kind of is the time. And do you remember last year? The Dolphins actually lost at the Jets. They lost 40-17. to 17. They got demolished. But granted, Tua did not play. It was a Skylar Thompson game. So that's why... I remember uh, the Jets putting up 40 points like that. Was that a Brees Hall game? 
Had to be. So I, I looked it up. Uh, typical Zach Wilson stat line. Like, just he finished with like just about 200 yards, no touchdowns. I think he threw like two picks, but they had mm-hmm. five rushing touchdowns. Like, like four guys, four guys <laughs> had a rushing touchdown. It was like Brees That's Hall, crazy. Michael Carter. Um, I think Zach Wilson also had a rushing touchdown, and like two other guys had rushing touchdowns. But that was last year. I don't expect that to happen again this year. Um, every, and everyone talks about, like you mentioned, you're excited to see uh, Tyreek Hill against Sauce. On the flip side, the Dolphins have the number two ranked rush offense. The Jets' rush defense is 30th. Like, there's a chance where, that they don't even need two and Tyreek. They can just hand it off to Mostert, who I think is healthy, and Achan, who I think is healthy. Like, both of them mm. are kind of questionable right now. But they can just hand it off if they're healthy, and they should be able to get five yards of carry easy. Um, and for the Jets' offense, they've only scored 20-plus points once in their last five games. Like, they're just so bad. And do you remember which which team they scored 20 points against in the last five. Did they score 20 against the Eagles? That was the only team. So, <laughs> so not only are, is the Eagles only lost to Zach Wilson, but that's the only time the Jets have scored 20 plus in their last five games. Like it just wow. makes no sense how bad their offense is. Um, Tim Boyle though. I mean, I don't know how he's, start- I don't know how he's starting this game. For being honest. Like if you told him six years ago, all right, you barely played at UConn. You're going to go to Eastern Kentucky. You're going to have a negative touchdown to interception ratio. You're going to start six years from now on Black Friday for the Jets. Like, that's just insane to think about. He he um, must have really been, like, good friends with Rodgers on those 2019-20 like, Packers teams. It's insane the fact that he's gotten this far in his NFL career. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Dolphins this game, not overthinking it. Uh, the, only, the only one thing, I guess I'm not, I guess let me take that back. The only thing I am thinking about is the weather because Tua just seems to struggle on the road, especially in the cold. I think it's only going to be like 45 degrees at MetLife. So to go from Florida to New York, trust me, it's 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 pretty cold. It's a pretty big Yeah, difference. we both just did it. <laughs> so I, I do think the Dolphins win this game. I'm not – if Zach Wilson was winning – if Zach Wilson was playing this game, I would feel even more confident. I think Tim Boyle's unknown – actually gives the Jets a little, like, advantage. But I'm not expecting him to do anything crazy because, like, he's just not good. Yeah. So did your talking about the Dolphins' really good run game against the Jets' really bad run defense foreshadow your last leg of the parlay? It didn't. So I probably will have to I have to look into that because I was debating on just doing three for Thanksgiving or also adding one for Friday because then, like, you just have to sit on it for, like, a, a day. True, true. So it's one of those things. But – the one stat line I wanted to just ask you about is for Tim Boyle, over <laughs> under 158 and a half passing yards. Do we think he gets that? Like that's oh so God. low, dude. <laughs> What's that? I don't like even... it's. When was the last time this guy played? So he actually did start for the Bears, I think, and the Dolphin and the Lions like twice. Oh my God! I'm trying to look at his like. Has he ever done it? Like, has he ever thrown over? I mean, he did have 526 in five games in 2021. Oh, God. No. No. I'm taking the under. I'm not. I'm not. I think, if I'm going to be wrong, I'll be wrong too. about the under. I think I would, too. But, like, that's just so – it's just so low. The Dolphins – I know. The Dolphins do have a solid D, too. So – and, like, they have a good secondary and they have playmakers there. So, we'll, I mean, they'll be down, so he will be airing it. I should – I actually should have looked up his interception line. I assume it's probably – do we think one it's and one and a half? I feel like I don't know if there will ever be like a two and a half line, and I feel like 
is one and a half even now yeah i feel like it's got it's probably right it's probably one and a half and they probably make the payouts um they probably under is probably favorite i'd say the favorite. over is yeah, probably yeah, yeah, cost yeah. money uh for so. sure all right so we got four kind of chalky games on paper but i do think every besides the friday game i do think every thanksgiving game does have a chance to be kind of close in a way um sorry for hearing my computer go off there but yeah i think like there's a good chance that we see um an upset on thursday and i think less likely on friday if i had to rank the games i'm kind of excited about like one of four it's probably niner seahawks one i think commanders cowboys two packers Lions three which i'm still like fairly excited for because it's 12 30 on thanksgiving there's always like it's cool to watch like football on at noon on a thursday and then jets offense is definitely four for me what about you yeah i think seattle san fran won from from like a fantasy perspective, I think I would put the Dolphins second just because I have Tua in both my leagues. Makes so sense. I kind of want I want to watch him, and then with that same logic, I think the Lions being third, I think will be the better game just because I think it will be a little bit closer. And then Dallas fourth, just because I don't have really anything in that game, I'm not expecting that game to really be too close. But Dallas on Thanksgiving, they always seem to have a little bit of a letdown. So I don't know, maybe maybe I'm proven wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like this should be a cool slate for fantasy. I feel like in most of these games, there's at least like five or so guys, like five or so non-quarterbacks that are like on everybody's team. Like for the oh, Packers, easy. like yeah, yeah. So like yeah, like um, a lot of fantasy implications will make it a little bit more entertaining to watch as well. I feel like I'm just gonna ride a teaser, um, which just like like take seven points off the line spread, probably add points on the Commanders, and then take off on the Niners, or maybe think- add to the Seahawks. I think when I was testing it out, I think if you took all four favorites money line, I think it comes out to like plus one fifty. So if you want to like try to just like double your money and like it's not, not terrible and not worry about it too much, yeah, like I didn't think that was too bad for uh for this slate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much gonna be our uh, Thursday and Friday uh, preview for this week. We will have a, another episode out this week where we'll preview all the Sunday games, which should be cool. I'll be a little bit different. We'll all be in person as well. First time kind of in a while. We're all in New York at the same time. Um, so that'll be cool to watch. Uh, you guys can definitely expect that before the Sunday games, possibly after um, the Thursday. Yeah, definitely after the Thursday games. So um, we'll probably record that on Friday, maybe as the Dolphins Jets game is going on or a little bit probably before that. So be on the lookout for that. If you guys are watching on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up. Let us know your predictions in the comments below for the games this weekend um, or uh, for Thursday and Friday. And then if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review as well. And hopefully it's a good Thanksgiving slate. Hopefully everybody has a happy Thanksgiving and we'll catch you guys in the next episode this week. Peace.